Hey, you. Do you have like 10 minutes, but you still want to do good? Well, you're in luck because it's time for a mini episode of the official Do Good Better podcast. Listen, we'll chat about a topic that's relatable, tangible, and frankly doable at your small or medium-sized nonprofit. Join me, Patrick Kirby, or maybe even a surprise host to walk through an overly caffeinated conversation about doing good better. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast mini episode. Hey there, friends. Before we get to a brand new episode of the official Do Good Better podcast, we want to thank you, the listener, for subscribing and sharing with all of your nonprofit friends. Most importantly, we need to be thanking the sponsors to this very show. Hey, if you're in the market for a CRM system that makes your life easier, there is no better item in your fundraising toolbox than DonorDoc. DonorDoc is not only the premier sponsor to the show, it is the premier and intuitive CRM system that not only has everything you want, but has zero things you don't. No one needs complicated, especially when you wear 10,000 different hats at your nonprofit. So get DonorDoc and use Do Good Better at checkout and get a month free to try it out. Thanks, DonorDoc, for being an awesome sponsor. Hey, speaking of life being easier, fundraising is not. And as a listener to this podcast, I hope you found some insight and tips and tricks on how to make it a little less challenging. But if you're looking for a more content, more done-for-you templates, weekly support, and a community of other do-gooders like yourself to either commiserate, challenge, co-create, or celebrate with, join Do Good University. Hey, it's our brand new membership site. We have hours and hours of on-demand trainings, exclusive guest expert webinars, and access to the entire Do Good Better crew to answer all of your pressing questions. All of that is for an affordable monthly fee. So visit dogooduniversity.com or click the link in the show notes for details. Hey, get ready for another episode of the official Do Good Better podcast. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast, where we help small and medium-sized nonprofits do good better. Join host Patrick Kirby as he chats about the latest nonprofit trends, challenges, and success stories. Plus, you'll get actionable advice to help you be even awesomer. If you're a nonprofit professional, volunteer, or supporter, this show is for you. We'll tackle all the big topics like fundraising, marketing, and volunteer management. Our only goal? To bring you the information and inspiration you need to take your organization to the next level. So grab that giant caffeinated or adult beverage and get ready to do good better. Hey everybody, welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby. Of course, we're going to talk about things that are going to help our small and medium-sized nonprofits do good better. And it is a solo episode today and uh, apologies to our um, editor, Lee, might get a little sassy today. So I'm not sure if you're going to have to put the expletive lyric thing on here, but uh, it is, uh, I'm kind of a little ornery when it comes to fundraising and and the, the why on earth we're doing this sort of bit today. And you're going to, you're just going to get it straight on the thing. So buckle up. Um story that I have for you today started about two and a half weeks ago. My oldest son um, went on a field trip with his entire fifth grade class. Super cool. They're going to go skiing 
kind of cool that uh, you're going to get kids who've never gone skiing before all on a bus. PTA paid for it. Uh, they did rentals. They did the thing. And again, we live in North Dakota, so there's no hills here. So they had to go bus them like two hours away. Cool, cool bit. Uh, my wife, who is a saint, went with. She was a chaperone, um, which, again, I would never do because the idea of any of that. Nope. No, thanks. No, thanks. One of the things that was required, though, of every one of the kids was like, hey, you need eight bucks to go get a lunch. And then um, just go to the chalet and you eat a piece of pizza or something like that. Well, there were damn near a dozen kids whose parents couldn't afford the eight bucks. And this is not a political rant. This is not a politics rant. This is not a school board rant. This is especially not a school rant. I, I think our school, that we've got all three kids in the same school. They're amazing. It's a public school. It's probably the best place I've ever like I've had a, like an educational experience with my kids. It has been remarkable. The teachers are amazing. And I love every single one of them. I love the leadership team. I love them. This is not a rant about that. It's a rant about the fact that we in the fundraising world have to do this because nobody else is. It is a frustration that I think a lot of nonprofits have, which is um, we have to burden and shoulder a lot of social ills and social woes, and that probably drives up drives us up a wall. And we are not reminded enough in the industry that what we do matters because there's always another thing to get, another sponsorship to get. It's always a scramble for budgets. It's always a thing, right? We don't take enough time to sit back and sort of say, hey, I'm doing, I'm doing some pretty good work. I did a webinar this past week and I spent the last couple of minutes saying thank you for attending, et cetera. And I have made it a point after every one of these recently to call attention and acknowledge everybody doing this amazing work in the field that is either not recognizing themselves as doing amazing work, or they don't have people telling them they're doing great work. And that lack of acknowledgement is one of the, I think, the leading causes of burnout in this industry. It's why people are leaving in droves. It's why you cannot find experienced development directors or experienced fundraisers because people are just fed up and tired. They're just exhausted. It is it is uh, unrelenting in its work. Um, so I wanted to say that off the bat, what you do matters. It is appreciated, it is loved. But if you're a public school and you are beholden to a school board or legislative rules and regulations on building up debt for a student who can't afford lunch. And you're also talking out of the other side of your mouth where you are dependent on the mental health of kids in situations in which you are now putting them in because you are not allowing them to have school lunch the way that everybody else does. I mentioned in my blog this week that it is, these kids got a bag lunch on the, on the ski trip. And, um, my wife and another mom pooled money together to pay for everybody's lunch. Cause they just said, I can't, we can't watch this. We can't watch these other kids grab a bag lunch and sit down next to everybody else who got to pick what they wanted from the, the chalet. I've, I've made it akin and I'm a dramatic human being by nature. I get it. Um, 
it's the theater kid in me and I love it, but it is essentially a paper bag colored a that you're just pinning on these kids and saying you are different. You are uh, not like everybody else. And we're going to make it very aware to everybody that you don't have the money to do any of this. What a, what a bad deal. And this is not from teacher's perspective. And I do not want anyone to blame anybody because they're just following rules and they're just trying to do the best that they can. But the fact that this is a freaking issue is now a problem that I have. So um, it turns out that, and I asked a couple of um, contacts that I have in the schools uh, across the the metro area here in Fargo on what's the status of of kids in their in the in the lunches how many kids have a school debt that they have accumulated enough that they're getting these you know uh sun butter sandwiches by the way and again no offense to a company that makes sun butter it's uh sunflower seed paste they get a sandwich and a piece of fruit and that's what they get is as their lunch they're not going out without food but my god and if you want you know, kids to pay attention in the class, you're going to have to give them a few more calories than that in order to pay attention. And if you're so concerned with their education and they're not going to pay attention because they're not really sure where their next meal is going to come from, how on earth is this something that we as the nonprofit industry can't shoulder and burden ourselves with without having some sort of repercussions of going, what the hell are we doing here? Well, and the reason is, is because we're the only ones who can, and we're the only ones that will. Because if not us, who? It's a question I ask a lot of nonprofit clients that I have where we're looking at reasons why people should donate to them or reasons why they should be supported in the community. And the question that I ask, if not you, who? Who else is going to step up? I remember very distinctly um, learning about the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation when I was there for a number of years as their uh, fundraising director. And you would hear stories on why it was formed in the first place. And you've got parents who are looking for um, drugs to lengthen the time their child has on earth from a genetic disorder that the government has dictated is an orphan disease. And what that means is, is that you are so few in the US that have this particular genetic disease that the government has decided it's not worth their time financially to pay for research on your behalf. Not enough doesn't doesn't warrant research dollars. They considered it an orphan disease. Sorry, stuck with it. So parents are are fed up with this. They are um, looking for answers and they decide to raise the flag themselves and do fundraising on their behalf that turns into things that we've talked about in the last couple of weeks here at the on the podcast, which is venture philanthropy. They just paid for it themselves because nobody else was going to do it where you've got a list of individuals who have severe developmental disability or delay that the government is not going to reimburse enough to have the quality of care they're going to have for an independent lifestyle that everyone else gets to enjoy. But these kids who are wheelchair bound or they are unable to be verbal and communicate and how dare you assume they don't deserve that life they lead. And it circles back to the shoulders of the fundraisers that have to burden themselves with saying, if we don't do this fundraising, if we don't create these programs and, and, and these nonprofits don't exist, those kids, those families, those adults don't have anything else that anybody else has. We're the gap fillers. And uh, we don't acknowledge ourselves enough as that. And as ridiculous as it might seem to have um, uh, school debt 
that a nine-year-old is apparently responsible for the parents that can't afford lunches and they're going to accumulate the debt. And of course, then they can't do anything about it. Last time I checked, nine-year-old can't get a full-time job to pay for the meals that they have to do at school for shame, right? Maybe they should if you have a cold, dark heart about that kind of thing. So what do we do about it? Um, Well, everything in our power to make sure that the communities in which we live in are great. And we are going to fundraise like hell to get it there. And that sucks because then we have to figure out on how to do it. Um, It's been something that has been, um, I'm obsessing about, especially the last couple of weeks, because this is just sort of a glaring issue on why on earth is this a thing? And if nobody's going to fix it, I'm going to snapped, snapped about it. And it was wonderful because, you know, my wife says, we should do something about this. We should fundraise for it. I go, absolutely. I'm going to ask how much the the debt is. And we're going to work um, on figuring out if we can raise within our network enough to pay off the student debt for the rest of the year to the kids who are in my kid's school. That's our goal, our thing. And I said, well, why wouldn't I not want to kind of peel back the curtain and show people how I actually do it, how I've been doing it for 20 years. And so that's what we're going to do. So I know it's a podcast, but I'm also going to sell you on the fact that I'm going to ask you to join our little five-day fundraising challenge we're putting together because I'm going to give you the book that I wrote. I'm going to give you the ebook that I'm going to follow. I'm going to give you the scripts. I'm going to give you the live recordings of me making phone calls to people that I know. And I'm going to raise the money in real time, showing you that this is a process that we can work together on. And regardless if you're a small nonprofit, medium-sized nonprofit, or whatever, you're going to have the tools at your disposal to do this here at Do Good Better. And especially this podcast is a really good form in order to encourage people to join this thing. So in the show notes, you're going to find a link to our five-day fundraising challenge. I encourage you to not only sign up and just kind of follow along. You get a free book. You get all these kind of resources. But figure out somebody else who needs this material too and pass it along to them. Somebody who's too small of a nonprofit to figure out if they need any help or a newfound board that's looking to fundraise a couple hundred bucks. Maybe you've got a kid's baseball team that you just want to fundraise for some jerseys, or maybe the kids can't afford X, Y, and Z, and you want to provide something. that It doesn't even have to be a nonprofit. Who are you trying to raise money for? I'm raising money for a public school to pay down school debt for lunches. It doesn't have to be a nonprofit. We're just trying to raise money to do good. That's essentially what this entire podcast is about. We're trying to empower people who are uh, trying to make you know the world a better place. And this is my solution on how we're going to do it. And I'm going to real time it because I think we're going to come up against some pretty big barriers for nonprofits here in the near future, whether that this looming recession is coming or global instability or war breaking out across the globe. It doesn't really matter. There's still things you got to do in the backyard to make sure that the place that you live is as good as it can possibly be. And fundraisers, sorry, you to burden that weight. So how can I help? Well, this is it. This is, I don't have a lot of discernible skills unless we're talking about playing video games. I don't think that's going to help you, but this might. So um, I would encourage you to click on the show notes, join a, get a, grab a spot and send it to somebody else. And um, this is uh, an incredible opportunity to say thank you to the school administrators and the, and the teachers and the parents who, and I won't name names anywhere, but they do their best to make sure that this is not something that is um, blatant to other kids. So that they do their best to kind of shelter a lot of them from what it is. But this is the structure by which is it's going to break at some point. And um, there's only so much amazing administrator and, and teachers out there to prevent this 
gong show from blowing up. And, uh, and we're going to try to help. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to document it. So this might, might come back into a later podcast. I'm like, how are we doing? How did we do? What's this look like? Where are we? Uh, give you a couple of updates. But for those of you in the nonprofit world, you're doing a hell of a job. Thank you. And pat yourself on the back. Take a deep breath because we've got a lot of work to do. I'll help you as much as I possibly can. Join our little five-day challenge. This will be fun. Uh, thanks for stopping by. I appreciate uh, you listening to the rant today. And um, I hope it uh, might light a fire within your belly. If you've got some big, hairy, audacious fundraising goal to do, call me with some help. We'll put those links in the show notes. And I hope to see you again. Hey, thanks so much for stopping by and uh, listening here to the official Do Good Better podcast. We'll see you next week. Fundraising is hard. And as a listener to this podcast, I hope you found some insights, tips, and tricks on how to make it a little less challenging. But if you're looking for a lot more content, done-for-you templates, weekly support, and a community of other do-gooders like yourself to commiserate, challenge, co-create, or celebrate with, I want to invite you to join Do Good University. It's our brand new membership site. We're going to have hours of on-demand trainings, exclusive guest expert webinars, and access to the Do Good Better crew to answer all of your pressing questions, all for an affordable monthly fee. So visit dogooduniversity.com or click the link in the show notes 